When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. And Sorelli's that guy that can continue to turn it up heading towards playoffs. Is there another player on this roster right now that's kind of taking that next step? We were talking with Paul Kennedy about it earlier in the week. Um, I'm not going to say my guy yet because I told Paul my guy right away, but I'm going to see where you lean towards this. Uh, we talked about Perbix last time you were on the show. Right. Anthony Sorelli is obviously a given, but is there somebody else who's taking their game to another level that we can say, yeah, he's going to he's going to dial it up in playoff mode or, you know, he's going to help this team get a, get over the hump? Well, I think, you know, the, the one guy that stands out other than, the, you know, the guys that we mentioned there, Sorelli and Hagel, is really Ross Colton, you know, and I think. That, yes, that's you know, the one that I've had. <laughs> he, um you know, we, we've kind of wait, we've, we've, we've waited for Ross Cohen to kind of take his game to a different level, but probably don't appreciate what he does, you know, and, you know, he's a guy who, you know, he adds so much, you know, in terms of possession hockey, like I said, you, you saw that third line. I love the chemistry that him and Nick Paul have kind of developed on, on that third line. You know, they're, they're two guys who each other in such a great yeah, way. They, they kind of feed off of each other. You know, they, they kind of know where each other are right now. And obviously, when Maroon is on that line, him and him and Colton play together for you know several years now in in stretches. You know, so so they know that kind of possession style hockey behind the net, um, kind of hockey that, that that they like to play. And 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 Ross has also kind of developed a little bit of an edge to himself too, which I like. You know, um, you know he's not afraid to get dirty in the middle. He's not afraid to, mm-hmm. to drop his gloves. Um, and 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 you know maybe he gets that a little bit from Pat, but like. I, I like the style of play that Ross Colton plays when he's not necessarily a 20 goal scorer. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think he's kind of developed that over the course of, of his career. And you don't just come become that kind of guy, you know, you, you look at his numbers and maybe they're not like super, you know, impressive when you look at the numbers themselves, but he's a very important part of this team. And, you know, he's also a guy that, you know, without putting him on the, on the trade block right now, but like, the team has to kind of figure out what they what they want with the future with Ross Colton right now. He's a restricted right. free agent at the end of the year. He's arbitration eligible, so he is a guy who's going to make some money, you know, um, going going into this 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 off season. So, um, you know, he's a guy that they've kind of got to figure out what they what they really want from him, what kind of player they really need him to be. And I think you know, but but knowing Ross Colton, we 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 see him, we talk to him after games like. He might be one of the more competitive guys out there that you don't necessarily see as being as competitive. Like he wants to win as much as everyone else. And he's learned it from being in that room, you know? Um, but 
he, he is a guy that, you know, they, they kind of have to figure out, you know, where his future lies. Um, but also, you know, before you even think about the possibility of trading him is you've got to ask yourself, are you going to get any, whatever you get for him, is it going to be better than what you have from him? And that's, and mm -hmm. I think that's the toughest question because that's going to be a really, really good fit. You know what I mean? To, to even think about moving Ross Colton at this point, but there are only a certain number of guys right now who could be attractive to other teams that aren't uh, minor leaguers or draft picks, you know, and, and as we know, those are kind of depleted right now. So, you know, you're talking about guys like Ross Colton, you're talking about guys like Calfoot, who we've seen a lot of, you know, the past, you know, few days. I just wrote about him today on TampaBay.com. Man, I'm, I'm the, the timing of this is great because I'm keeping all my stuff. But um, I know, you know, at least we're on the same wavelength. You have right, all so, the detailed so, information. Right. So, so Ross Colton's, I mean, um, Calfoot's another guy, you know, we saw him play three games. Two of them were because Nick Paul was out, but then he got that start in Colorado. Um, they mm -hmm. sat Nick Perbix for for a game. Um, and, and so, you know, possibility that maybe they're showcasing him, you know, he's a guy with, uh, you know, obviously first, first round pedigree, you know, uh, pedigree in, in the sense that he's, you know, a, a former, you know, uh, NHLer's son, you know, who happens to now <laughs> be an assistant coach in Vancouver. Um, and so, you know, but, but these are guys that there's not many guys that they can move that have, you know, controllability, you know, and so Colton and Foot are two of those guys. And there's not really much beyond that, um, that, that, is not under either an expiring contract or maybe one of an older guy. So, um, mm -hmm. so, so, you know, Colton is the guy that kind of stands out to me in a lot of ways. And like I said, I'm not trying to put him on the trading block, but at the same time, he is one of those guys that I'm sure teams are calling about, you know, like and asking whether a guy like him is available. Now, obviously I don't, I don't know what kind of deal it's got to be a really good deal to move Ross Colton, I think, because of what he's doing right now and, and the impact that he has on that third line. And, and obviously also too, he's a developing guy in that power play, you know, that, that second team power play unit, we don't see much of them, but he's a big right. part of it. And, and he's become a big part of it at kind of that, that one timer position on the other side, you know, you got Stamkos on one side and, and Colton on the other side on the second, second team power play unit. And, and he's kind of developed into that role, but, you know, I think he's one of those guys that they, they really would like to have a long-term future with because he's homegrown. You can kind of see him grow and his two-way game fits the way that they want to play especially in the Absolutely. postseason. Let's not forget that Ross Colton scored some pretty important goals in the postseason as well. You know, whether it was, mm -hmm. you know, the deciding goal in the Stanley cup final a couple of years ago, or what I think was really probably one of the biggest goals of the postseason last year when uh, he scored in game two against Florida on the road to take a two over lead against those guys and really kind of like didn't put them away, but he put a big dagger in them yeah. you know, with, with that goal. That I, I don't know if I've heard a crowd just completely, die down. I heard it twice <laughs> in the postseason last year. Once was in that game when he scored and the other one was game seven in in, in uh in Toronto when Nick Paul scored uh Oof. that second goal to give them uh you know the, the lead uh, in game seven of a of a decisive uh you know first round matchup with their Leafs. So um mm -hmm. but so you know he's not even even if he's not scoring 22 goals a game like he did last year, you know, you can depend on Ross Colton to come up big and give you that depth that you need in, in the postseason. So but like you said, yeah. that's a long answer to your question, but uh, but 79 would probably be the one guy who I would circle, you know, to answer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No, but it was perfect because, of course, you know, Kennedy had a different response. A few other people that I've talked to about it have have mentioned some other guys, but it's been Ross Cohen for me. He's just had an edge to his game as of late, but it's not surprising either because like you said, heading towards that postseason, you just kind of see a different Ross Colton and he's mm-hmm. crucial to this game. He shows up when it matters most. That second power play unit, I feel like has almost been more reliable in some of these games. Uh, the last, I don't want to say the last three special teams hasn't really existed, but before that, you know, right. the second power play unit has been spectacular and Ross Colton has been a leading charge on that. So I think that I would be, I would be sad to see him leave this team <clears throat> I think that he continues to make the strides necessary and is playing a key role there, which takes me to one other quick question before we start getting into this division standings talk. It's, you know, is that where a guy like Pat Maroon comes in so big for this team? Because guys like Ross Colton can learn certain elements of the game, like his leader abilities, because I chatted with Pat before they hit it, hit it before they hit the road for the road trip. And, um, you know, talking about his 700 game milestone and, he was mentioning the fact that when he played five years in the minors, 700 games in the NHL wasn't even a thought for him and how it kind of snuck up on him. And I think he kind of, he's very humble about what he contributes to this team because he was like, you know, I don't have the numbers that I typically would want to have. I'm a little bit slower these days. Uh, but I, I still think that he's a guy that helps tilt the ice for this team. And he's teaching that to guys like Ross Colton and Nick Paul and anybody whose line he, he has a tendency to be on. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that, you know, I think they pay Pat Maroon a million dollars a year, I think. And, but his value to this, this team and in the room is much, much more, much greater than that. And it, and it comes more than whatever it is, the 13 minutes that he might average a game or something like that. But it really comes into the fact that, you know, you look at Pat Maroon and he's become the consummate winner. You know, I mean, like no one has done what he's done recently in terms of, you know, winning, being on winning, being a part of winning teams on two different organizations. And, you know, he always has that, that X, you know what I mean? Like on, on next to his name and he's going to have it, you know, and whether it's beneficial by his, whatever he says, you know, having value in a room, whether it's to a Ross Colton or, or to a Nick Paul or anything like that. Like, I, I feel like there's, there's certain guys in the room who, when they say stuff, it really matters. And and it's, it matters for different reasons, but there's so much value to that in a room. And especially when it comes to crunch time, when a room gets quiet and, you know, maybe they're down a goal going into the third period in the playoffs or something like that, a big game. And the younger guys look to see who says stuff, you know, people, the young guys want to know what Nikita Kucherov has to say. He doesn't say much, but they want to mm-hmm. hear what he has to say. Like when, when Corey Perry doesn't say much, but when he does, because he's been in this league for 18 years and he's won a Stanley Cup and he's been, you know, he's led the league in goals before. Um, it's hard to be in this league for that long. When he says something, it matters. And the same thing with Maroon. And and Maroon is it's a different way because he's been through the battles. I mean, it, it's amazing though, because when he played on the same line as Connor McDavid, he scored a bunch of goals, you know, but he's he's emerged into this guy who's a third, fourth line guy and kind of the enforcer, you know, guy who you know, isn't going to take anything from anyone is going to defend his teammates. And I think that goes a long way, you know, too. like that role that he has now, and he's had it for years is, 
is, you know, one that's really important. And guys, guys look to him, you know, and, and um, I know that Ross Colton's learned a lot from Pat Maroon over the past two, you know, two, three years. And um, what I love is I love going into the locker room and seeing what guys interact with each other. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember seeing that early on with, with Colton and Maroon, like those guys were kind of attached, you know, and, and, you know, I love what I see right now in the room with guys like Hagel and, and Kucherov. Like th- those guys have their stalls right next to each other and they sit and talk. And I think that, you know, a guy like Brandon Hagel, who's, who's still, you know, he's 24 years old. Everyone kind of forgets that he's one of the youngest guys on the team. And even though he's playing the league for a few years, you know, he's still pretty wide eyed. You know, he, you know, everyone talks about, yeah, he's played with Patrick Kane. He's played on big lines and stuff like that. But like, he's still a wide eyed guy who's wanting to learn, you know, at every point that he can. And having Nikita Kucherov right next to him is, is one of the best things that you can probably have because if you, you see those two guys talk, you know, Nick Paul gets in those conversations too, you know, and I love kind of watching who talks to who and who like, you know, is, is feeding off of another guy. But, and I remember, you know, we weren't in the room, you know, a couple of years ago when, when, when Ross Cohen was a rookie because of COVID, but you could still tell the interaction between those two guys was really valuable. And like I said, uh, you know, we, we do see it sometimes with now with, with Pat Maroon that like he is a guy who, you know, he's another one of those guys that kind of brings guys into the fight. And he's a guy who definitely, um, you know, guys listen to, you know, again, like we, we hear him chirp and like when we hear the mic'd up moments <laughs> about like he, he, he has the ultimate ender of any kind of chirp because, you know, he's won three, <laughs> he won three straight Stanley Cups, you know, and, and right. you know, I love hearing the mics when he's mic'd up when like they play a team in like Boston or Toronto because he lets them hear it, you know, like, what have you guys done lately? Because, you know, yeah. I know I've got three rings on my finger, you know, so, um, and that, and that, that goes a long way, a whether it's term. during the game or in the locker room, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the guys feed off of that too because why not? It's exciting and, and it radiates throughout everyone. But I would definitely agree um, that Ross Colton has learned a lot from him. And I love the different leadership styles that this room carries. I yeah. don't know if, if if many teams can say that they have so many different and unique leadership voices that, that hit as hard and that uh, deliver as well. So unique locker room. Obviously, we love covering this team and being a part of it, and you've been a part of it for so long. But speaking of bringing one, guys into the book, Huh? Just one other thing, Casey, just to mention is like, you know, that leadership aspect was kind of like in question a little bit at the beginning of the year because they did lose yeah. such a big guy in Ryan McDonough. And <clears throat> you know, Ryan McDonough, like the, the the trade of Ryan McDonough hit a lot of guys in that locker room hard and probably more so than, than was ever written or discussed. But it was it hit them hard because it was a reality check that like, hey, like maybe the window like isn't as big as we think it is. And you know, it, it had to be done, obviously, because what it allowed them to do was, you know, lock up some of those younger guys to big, big time extensions, what they needed to do. But still, like they had to replace a leader. And Ryan McDonough, you know, you were you were in the locker room the past couple of years. And, you know, that guy was just anything. Anytime he said something, it carried weight and yeah. they needed to find a little bit more. And I think Kucherov stepped up. I think Corey Perry stepped up a little bit more. Um, and I think Maroon stepped up, too. I think they're, you know you have the voices in the room, you know, like everyone always looks to Stamkos, you know, what, what's he going to say, you know, Headman, everyone always looks to those guys, you know, but, but there's other guys in the room who, you know, they, they're so good at picking their spots. And that's one thing that, that Ryan McDonough was really, really good at is that when he, he, he didn't necessarily say a lot, but he had the A on his sweater and everything, every time he said something, it carried a lot of weight. So now you had to kind of develop a little bit more of a voice from some other guys. And, 
I think it took a little bit of time, but I think now that, you know, they've, they've kind of gotten that. And, um, and that's really important, especially in the tough times. And, and a team like this one is it's, it's interesting because like, they don't have very many tough times in the regular season, you know, and mm -hmm. there's not that many like, Oh, you know, like put up or shut up kind of moments for them in the regular season. Mm -hmm. They all come in the playoffs. And so they need to kind of develop that voice going into the playoffs because, you know, there's going to be these moments, no matter what, when guys are looking around and someone has to say something and, you know, it's got to be, you know, and maybe it's not the guy you think it is, you know, maybe it's, it's right. one of these guys who doesn't necessarily say much, but then, you know, they, they kind of, carries. You, know, you know, I mean, like a guy like Nick Paul, you know, like, I think we saw mm -hmm. the, the lightning do a really good job at miking these guys up on the bench and stuff. And I was surprised at how vocal he is. See him and Hagel, you know, two guys who he's so who, smart. He's yeah, so he, smart. So right. in a way, so, it doesn't so, surprise me because like I feel like he has such a perspective where you want to hear what Nick Paul is going to say right. if he has an opinion on something. That's a great thing to bring up though. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and both of those guys, I mean, i think one thing that they've done a really good job at, and this is this goes down to the professional scouting department and you know, the, even the analytics department and stuff like that. But, you know, they found these guys who are really all from all walks of life in terms of where, what got them here. You know, you talk about Hagel, a guy who was drafted, not signed by the Sabres. You know, he had to fight his way. You know, you talk about a guy like Paul who, you know, played years on the bus back and forth between Ottawa and Belleville in the AHL and, you know, finally get kind of got his shot, you know, so guys who weren't the first round picks like the Stamkoses and the Hedmans and the Vatsilevskis, you know, um, or the, the guys who were like the Braden Points and the Kita Kucherovs who were, you know, who, who did kind of have to, you know, emerge, you know, but, um, you know, having guys like that, along with some of these, you know, veteran guys like the Corey Perry's, the Belmars, the, the, you know, the Pat Maroons, you know, they've got such a good mix of guys and they're mm -hmm. so good at putting this group together, you know, like the, the core has been together for years, but finding those guys that, you know, just fit in so well. And, and I can't, like, I can't tell you how much, like, just watching Paul and Hagel in the locker room, it's like, these guys just didn't come into the, it's, it, there's no way that those guys just came into the room last, last March. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like the way they, they are immersed in the, in the room. It's, it's like, they've been there for five years, you know? So yes. It, it's such a good They're job that everyone does.